I'm Noah, and you're listening to Product Journey. Anyways, well, we have Ben back on the pod. Welcome, Ben. Welcome back to Product Journey. Hey, hey. Glad to be back for, for an episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you've been, you've been doing some lots of stuff, and we want to hear about it. We want to hear about your new journey with CodeStruct. Yep. Yeah, it's actually kind of still the same journey that we talked about, like, I don't know, four or five months ago. <laughs> just took some time to land on that one. <laughs> so yeah, so it wasn't overnight. It wasn't, you just, you know, build this in a week and it's it's out. <laughs> nah, that one actually took, took way longer than I expected. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine because... Uh, so if you go look at CodeStruck.io, there's there's a lot there. You have you've built a lot, so I can I can imagine that that would take some time to build all this stuff. And um, so what's can you tell us kind of quickly uh, like what's your couple your sentence um, description of what CodeStruct is? Oh, it's really just a course platform made for developers, just like 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 the headline reads, basically. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so you, you kind of could say it's Udemy, but focused on developers. Um, and apparently that actually struck a chord with a bunch of people. <laughs> so since launching it, like with just a tweet so far, but yeah, since launching that one, um, I had a lot of interesting conversations with people who have built multiple courses, made a couple hundred grand off their courses, and they... Already? like all Yeah, all in programming courses, obviously. And oh, okay. they definitely see that there is a need for uh, such a platform, which is great to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, like if, you, if you've ever looked at stuff like uh, Udemy um, and you've tried their editor, it becomes very obvious that there is a better way of uh, writing your, your, uh, well, your, your courses that are focused on programming content, right? You might have like MDX. Uh, you might be able to just like CodeStruct allows you bring your own React components, which then make for a better learners experience because you can create those nice UI components uh, that just illustrate a point very much better than um, just text or always putting everything into mm-hmm. a video and you're just going from video to video to video, which is also, you know, like if, you, if you've if ever taken a course, which you probably have, uh, that can get boring or you probably want to take some breaks in between because it's always the same. So yeah, like breaking that yeah. one up, uh, giving developers the opportunity to, or the the like the tools to build more interesting courses uh, in a way that suits them, which is MDX, and soon actually letting them build in VS Code. Um, yeah, Ooh. that that just feels way better. <laughs> yeah, especially for developers because that's where they like to be, and uh, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense um, for developers that they can use the actual tools that they write software and also basically be able to do that and use uh, code to kind of create their their courses. And it, it kind of makes the possibilities like endless, right? Like they could kind of just like put whatever they want in there and make a really interactive course that's very specific and niche to whatever they're trying to teach. Um, yeah, so there's not much out there, I feel like that allows people to easily do that. So. That was pretty cool yeah. how you, so how did, how did you come up with this, this idea? It's actually kind of the, <laughs> um, the result of what I already started with all around a year or two ago. And then what setup led me to, uh, after having a ton of conversations with people, uh, just a quick reminder if people don't know what setup was, uh, the, the initial idea was, uh, basically giving companies a tool for easier de- developer onboarding. 
Um, and yeah, I just talked to a ton of people, built out a little MVP, but not super uh, elaborate, to be honest, and quickly realized that people are either satisfied enough with their uh, kind of working onboarding process, or they would prefer a tool that they can use for other uh, employees as well. So not specifically targeted at developers. And also I felt that if I wanted to pursue the idea of playbooks, which was kind of like letting people install dependencies and stuff, that would be very complex uh, and very hard to solve. So maybe mm -hmm. not super suitable for me to build that as a solo person. Um, yeah. And yeah, so what, what resonated with people though was the idea of onboarding people to Copase and um, having like checklists or even like, uh, I, I built out this one feature, which was like, you could create steps and then uh, people could basically see those steps go through them and that would onboard them onto or into the code base, right? And that's kind of what led to, because that was repeated so much that this was a great idea, kind of led to maybe this should be just small courses, right? Because in the end, that was nothing, like going through steps for onboarding or having like a course with lessons <laughs> that you just go through is very, very similar. Um, and yeah, I always, always felt mm. that what I built with all around because it's still getting a ton of clicks, even though I'm not doing much, uh, picked up by Google very well. Uh, it would be nice to re kind of reuse that. Um, and yeah, I'm now kind of marrying those two ideas into one, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're kind of like using some parts of things you learn from each code base and project and kind of yeah. putting them together. And I think you are kind of the perfect person to do a business like this, because like you said, like you, you did all around in the past. So you kind of like have done kind of the teaching thing, like the course teaching thing. And then obviously you're, you know, your user base of like software developers really well, because that's what you've done your whole career. Yep. Um, so I think it makes a lot of sense, which is, which is really cool. Um, and I think you, you already made a course for CodeStruct too, like almost like an example course to show, was that kind of just to show what's possible? Yeah, it's actually not even showing everything that's possible. It's really just to have like, or to give people the, the idea of what the learner's experience will look like. Uh, because it's a free course, everyone can just click in there and see uh, see the lessons and go through that stuff. Um, it's actually the first course I published on around like a year ago. So I just ported that one over. Uh, and my end goal would then be to have like the same editing experience and being able to replicate everything I did in all around uh, through VS Code. Also being able to do that with a little bit of UI on, uh, on CodeStruct. But also giving people the option to write those articles and courses the way I did. Um, with with the all round course, so that's probably going to be the rest of December trying to integrate with GitHub. So everybody who creates a course also gets like a private repository, and they can actually just commit to that repository, and that just reflects changes oh, to wow. their courses. Then <laughs> that's pretty cool. I and you know de developers will love that because they love GitHub and being able to see the the history. I mean, even just that. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. I, like just being yeah, able to have history I, I also... of of your course and change it back whenever yeah, I also you want. know they will love it because I've actually talked to people and they said they would love it. <laughs> That's like the, the idea kind hey. of came from talking to people who, who were like, yeah, uh, like the UI is great. I can use MDX and stuff, but it's not replicating, like it's not replacing my VS code, you know? And I was like, I know <laughs> because I'm feeling the same way, but what if we just put it in a repo? And that's like, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Like having both, and they just basically rep like basically just show you the same state, right? If it's in VS Code or on the website, doesn't matter. <laughs>
Yeah, it's like revert, revert. I, I did, made a terrible mistake adding this part to the course. Uh, this is <laughs> go back. <laughs> that's that's pretty nice. Um, but it, it does like a lot of other things too. Like you have all these different components, videos. You can do like questions and notes of some sort. But then like yep. you handle kind of like the the pricing part as well. Um, how so? I guess one question is like. Why did you decide to launch it? Like when you launched it, you kind of had all these things already working. Um, so why did you decide to kind of come out with like really a, like a super strong V1, I think? Like it's a really strong V1, can do all this stuff already, already take payments. Uh, what was your thinking behind that? Honestly, I think there is a lot of stuff missing still for it to be a V1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I know ideas. what you mean. Be yeah, no, but I think there's a lot of stuff to be built that that educators would really need and consider table stakes. Like this is stuff that needs to be inside the the offer um, to really be attractive and to really switch courses over or consider starting to build a course on CodeStruct because there are great alternatives out there um, with the only downside of them not being focused on developers, right? So they have to kind of, you know, make it work. Like one, one mm -hmm. example would be something that I built over the last weeks uh, where when you start a course on Udemy and you want to have different pricing tiers, you, you literally can't do that. They don't allow you to do that. So what you have to do is you have to copy the course. So you have two courses, even though it's the same, and Oof. remove all the lessons that you don't want to be in, in that tier, right? Which is crazy and annoying. And if you spot a mistake in one, you also have to correct it in the second one. Imagine you have like yeah. three tiers. It's now three times the work. So yeah, like stuff like that is something that I want to make better, obviously. Uh, but I also think that there's a lot of stuff that you need to nail from the get-go, especially because it kind of is like a two-sided marketplace because you have students mm. who really should have a great learner's experience, which is why I built in like the notes feature and uh, ask the I, I like ask the instructor feature. Uh, and on the other hand, you want to have like a great editing experience for the uh, for the authors um, <laughs> and yeah, basically give them stuff like, pricing and bring their own components or pre-made components, which is why I created some components before launching. Uh, and yeah, you really want to be able to show all of that off um, because I think it's a pretty important decision. And yeah, honestly, integrating with, with payment providers was not that hard. I hear that a lot. Like, why did you start with three payment providers? But it's really just, um, I'm, I, I, I initially thought I might go the, the route of integrating with like Stripe Connect, which will allow you to like have you know, one account per uh, instructor, blah, blah. And then thought this is actually maybe too complex for the V1 or the MVP. Mm. So I started just implementing this, like you you click buy on uh, on Construct and then you're basically redirected with a payment link to Stripe checkout. And then we're just getting redirected back. Uh, and we just have like, I'm just basically just setting up a payment intent. They pay and we get redirected back and know which tier they bought. And that's just how it works. And that's not super complex to implement. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, actually, let's do that and see how that could work for the other providers. And it's pretty much the same for Gumroad, for Pedal. And yeah, so it was not super complex to start out with that. And it just gives instructors the option to choose. <laughs> okay, so then is it the instructor kind of sets up their own account then because you're not using Connect? Is that right? Exactly, yep. So they basically okay. bring their own payment provider um, and literally just paste in their product IDs or whatever they have. And 
that's where construct picks up for them and i've actually heard i was i was on 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 the fence of if that's a good idea or not but I actually heard back from people that this is a very good idea because <laughs> because they uh they really like for example having pedal uh handle the taxes and everything like that um mm. and yeah if like if i tried to do that that would definitely be out of scope <laughs> like for years <laughs> to try to do the connect thing and kind of handle a lot more of it yeah, especially mean? even like even if you integrate with Stripe, that would not handle the taxes right now because Stripe doesn't really offer that still, like Pedal does, because they're not a merchant record. And yeah, just yeah. giving people the option to choose whether they need that or not. If they don't, they can just use Stripe. If they do, they just use their Pedal account. And they people will know that because if you're selling courses, you will have looked into that before because you you know you're selling the good anyway. If it's on a platform or by by yourself, you kind of need to have that one figured out like how do i handle taxes right so they they come prepared in that in that area <laughs> yeah that makes sense and for some people that would be like a, a breaker uh game changer where it's like they they would or wouldn't use uh code truck because they need the tax functionality exactly um, yeah yeah that makes sense and then it sounds like there's just endless possibilities with like so that people can bring their own components, but then it's all, they can open, like, is it all open source, like from the get-go or they could kind of, I guess they could technically kind of have some of their own custom components and not really share them or whatever, but just kind of creating like a marketplace of components where now like people can share each other's components and use them and stuff, kind of make it almost like an open source course creator um, yep. for people to just be able to do a ton more. Um, so that's yep. kind of yep. the plan so with that. The, so the way it works right now is that you can upload your own components. Um, and when, when you do that, basically just pasting in your components and what they're called and blah, 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 like fill out all the stuff, maybe submit a nice screenshot of what it looks like in the end. Uh, and then you can literally decide in that moment if it should be a community component or you want to keep it by like just for yourself, right? Because th I think that should exist because not everybody should uh, be able to just copy your uh, very elaborate React component that you spend, I don't know, a couple hours on. Um, yeah. because maybe it should be just visible for your students, right? Because your course will cost 250 bucks. And yeah, obviously right. not everybody should it be It makes your course that. unique. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that option should exist. But also if you decide that, hey, I made, just made that little thing and it's super useful and everybody should be able to use that. Like, I don't know, you have like a little slider and that, I don't know, shows you how big 15 pixel to 100 pixel is and whatever, <laughs> just making that up. But you just want to share something fun or cool or useful that could benefit others. Uh, you can just decide to make it a community component and that one then gets reviewed manually by me. Uh, there's also mm -hmm. like automatic reviews for <laughs> for every component because you could just put random crap in there, obviously. So they <laughs> yeah. don't really publish immediately. It takes like five minutes for them to be uh, integrated. And yeah, that's that's how it works right now. And if they decide to make them a community component, I would ask the authors to, uh, like if they're okay with open sourcing it as well on the repo. If not, it just stays closed source inside Goodstruct. If they're okay with that, I will also publish them to the repo on GitHub. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, it's I like your plan and your idea with this of just like really focusing on the developer niche and making the best course platform specifically for them and you know it's a smaller niche than the whole course space but like developer courses and stuff are I, I mean that's probably one of the bigger niches of online courses right like there's tons of developer courses and stuff all over the internet um and so making a place for that uh it's a really good idea and i think it makes a lot of 
makes a lot of sense for you, I think, too, uh, with just the things you like to do and stuff. So I guess that <clears throat> brings us to, um, I guess, like, how, how have you enjoyed that, like building this product, just the whole process? Like, is it, has it been a product you've really enjoyed building and um, are like still looking forward to like working on it every day and stuff like that? Absolutely. I just love it. <laughs> and my code base, I think also reflects that because I've put a lot of work into making it really good from the get-go. Uh, and that still allows me to ship stuff really quick. Um, so just this week, like yesterday and today, I actually implemented the option to also uh, publish articles and shorts, which are short videos, just like, you know, from TikTok or YouTube shorts, um, because it's basically just the same content that you could put into your courses. But now you have like smaller formats uh, that you can then use to generate some buzz around your actual course. And I will somewhere, <laughs> and that's still to be figured out right now, uh, allow you to also publish those so they are visible on like your course page pages or on even on the homepage somewhere. I still have to figure out a good way so not everything gets posted to the homepage right away, obviously. <laughs> um, but that yeah. would be ideal. So after some review, um, also putting content there so it gets more visibility. Uh, so it's yeah. almost like so people, courses could they could make like little snippets almost that like reveals part of their course that they want to maybe share for free to like show the value of the course of why maybe they should buy it and it kind of acts as a marketing thing for the course creator. Yeah, exactly, and that's actually something they could do with just the course because you can on a on a lesson basis you can decide if it's a free lesson or if it's on one of your tiers that you can create. Uh, so there are mm -hmm. free lessons which everybody can just go to and just look at them for free which is kind of cool because then the instructor can just share them and be like hey this is like the first two lessons they are free if you want to continue just buy and upgrade to whatever tier that that lesson is in basically um but it also gives you like the option to maybe create a little blog or whatever uh, on CodeStruct that also leads people to uh buy your courses in the end and it might be good for seo which then the instructors benefit from the platform benefits from <laughs> and yeah. uh, hopefully even the students because it's free content right and everybody's learning yeah for sure uh yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense that's really cool um but yeah like you're, you're just like still getting a lot of energy from building this because i mean so when when did you start it like how long did it take you to to build the first version uh, actually looking at GitHub right now, uh, because I have no idea when I started it, to be honest. Uh, oh, wow. That's 300 commits in there right now. <laughs> taking a little time to load up, uh, when the first commit happened, to be honest. Uh, I would estimate like two months, probably. Yeah. Should okay. be around two months. That's but pretty, yeah, I, as, as I just mentioned before, I think there is a lot of stuff that I would consider still very basic features that need to be in there. Um, I also have some more fun features like using AI that obviously is kind of the hype right now to maybe let students summarize some parts of a lesson, um, but also to let uh, the instructors on the other side um, help them with creating content for their courses uh, because re like React components can also be written by AI, for example. So that could also be something fun to play around with. But that's like super oh, yeah. not important features, right? Like that would be <laughs> maybe something to explore. Uh, at the same time, there is more stuff to be built. Like, for example, I think there should be a bookmarking feature for uh, students so they can like mm. bookmark a lesson, just come back to that. Um, I would love to have like a comments section under the lessons that you can turn on or off as the instructor. 
I think those things should exist. So yeah, I'm just seeing yeah, here. So uh, so you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, first commit was uh, September 23. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's almost yeah four months now. Yep. But so so you've built a lot, but and you have a lot more to build. Um, but you're not feeling overwhelmed at all with like with doing all this since you know you are doing this all by yourself like how does that feel uh, it's actually not a not a huge deal right now i still consider my freelancing to be the main gig and probably will ramp up my freelancing by another day starting next year or q1 probably um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm i'm pretty patient with this one um i have talked to a bunch of people some I didn't expect who would actually like to convert uh, or like change their course platforms over uh, to which I was responding, hey, maybe not a great idea. If you have like 30K students, it might not be the best of times <laughs> to do that right now because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might want to have some smaller cohorts first um, yeah. just to test stuff out. Uh, but it's, it's good to see that people understand why this is better than using a generic course platform for your coding courses. Um, and no, I'm I'm just pretty I'm in a pretty good state to be honest. I think I'm very patient with it. I'm very uh, eager to build more stuff, like to get to the level that I consider uh, the the basics are there now. <laughs> um, and I just know that it's going to take a lot of time. So yeah, it's it's kind of a bigger project again, once again. Also, totally underestimated <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> totally the, underestimated the that. The just keep getting bigger. They keep coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why I end up with those complicated projects to be honest. But yeah, I definitely underestimate that it's in a way a two sided marketplace once again, where you have students on the one hand and teachers on the other hand, and you could also obviously like toy around with that a lot and look at maybe we want to charge uh, the students and not the teachers, right? Maybe the teachers can actually put on their courses for free and then we share revenue, all like all the teachers share, share revenue of all the courses or I don't know, like split that up by analytics or whatever. Uh, but the students are actually paying for the entire platform and they pay a monthly fee and mm. they get access to all the courses. Could also be a model, right? Um, so there's yeah. a lot of stuff that can still be I don't know, like I can still try and uh, change up like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can see with that, like maybe there's like an option for like maybe there's a a platform plan to get like as many courses that maybe the, the, the instructors like they kind of opt into that. Like maybe they want to be a part of the platform plan so they get a share or they just kind of do their own thing or they could do both, I guess. Um but they, they opt into it. And then, you know, there's this this bunch of courses that people can get all at once if they want to be on that plan. Um, yep. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, exactly. That would also be interesting for companies, right? Because they could just go in there and check out different topics like, like hey, we have some JavaScript developers who need to uh, get up to speed on that. And you can just offer some kind of bundles where uh, creators opt in to say, hey, yeah, we want to be including those bundles. And they just get a part of the revenue from uh, from the company deals if companies sign up for, I don't know, like 20 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, so do you have any courses that people have built that are like live already? Like that, you know, people can go in and like pay for and start? I wish. And that's like the biggest issue right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that's the yeah, biggest issue time. right now is that I need more people to actually build uh, on on the platform right now. So nobody has really committed to publishing a course on it yet. And that's the biggest issue I'm having right now. Uh, but I also think it's a lot about awareness and starting to really market the thing because I like literally everything I did was just one tweet, right? And from that on, uh, just publishing some updates on Twitter. And that's obviously not enough. And I'm also probably betting a lot on the feature that I'm building this week, which is having the option to publish articles that this might also drive SEO yeah. over the next six months, just like it did for all around. And because that's pretty much a good audience and every developer also has something to teach. I, I feel like that could be a good lever to pull right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also definitely want to incentivize building on the platform more, maybe even giving away some stuff if they build their course on Codestruct or I don't know, make it f make it free for the first three instructors, like forever. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, getting getting just a couple people in there to kind of show what's possible and kind of be like a use case study to show like, hey, this is working well for these instructors. You know, especially yep. I think once you have an instructor using it, that's like making like good money with it, like you know, if they're willing to like share that transparently, it's like that would just start to bring in people like, oh, wow, like this is working for people. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, that sounds pretty negative. And it, <laughs> I know we can, I kind of need the sales, obviously. Um, but just from that one tweet, I, I got so many emails from people trying it. And there are so many people like every day, there are at least three people signing up and two or three of them also will start creating a course and just, you know, just kick the tires. Obviously, nobody's really committing to it. And I can't see that nobody's yeah. really putting in more than two chapters, really. Uh, but you can see that people are trying it and it's already good to, good to see that they're, at least the doors are open and people are coming in trying it and writing me emails if they think it's good and they want to discuss it any further. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're talking to a lot of people. A lot of people are are trying it out. Um, so yeah, that's, yep. that's a good start. Uh, well, cool. Any, anything else that we had uh, kind of skipped or, or didn't cover? Uh, I don't know. Go, go check it out or, for yourself, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah. Anything else, like, I guess outside of code truck that you wanted to talk about or just how things are going in general, it's, it's cold over there. That's why, that's why you're going it's, out. It's, your, your yeah. It's very cool over here. Uh, and I'm actually sweating right now because I turned up the heating so much because of that. But <laughs> uh, no, uh, everything else going pretty solid, to be honest. I'm still freelancing two days a week. Uh, as I mentioned before, trying to probably pick up one more day per week next year uh, just to have some more cash. And nice. Yeah. And are you, are, have those been like the same, I guess, uh, clients that you've been working with for most of the time? Yep. <laughs> and I also know from some of my former clients that they might actually have some more work for next year. Um, so I don't even know if I'm I'm looking for a new client or not. If you have like if you, if, if anybody out there needs a dev, <laughs> hit me up. Yeah. Uh, maybe there is something I can do for you. Uh, but yeah, maybe yes. those spots are already filled. And I just don't know it yet because people haven't really responded yet. But yeah, <laughs> if my old That's clients awesome. come back saying, "Hey, uh, would be great to have you for another eight hours per week." obviously that's that's great <laughs> yep well you've heard it here first uh, the uh, developer who's building stuff for all the other developers to to learn <laughs> he's available <laughs> um, well sweet thanks Ben for coming on and sharing uh, coach truck I think it's it's really cool I think it's going on the right path um, 
and a really good project for you to work on. So really interesting to see um, what happens with it. And maybe in the future, we'll have to have you come back to kind of give an update, uh, see how things are going. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so everyone, you can go check out CodeTruck at CodeTruck.io and I'll have the links in the show notes. Um, But thanks for listening to Project Journey again. And we'll see you in another one. Bye-bye.